0: grace and mercy and peace be multiplied abundantly unto you all through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So how are your holidays going? As good as expected. Usually at this time of the year, we might be getting excited about a new year. Before Christmas, a couple weeks ago, we talked about rejoicing in the midst of strife and stress. And we learned valuable lessons from Jesus Christ and his Apostle Paul in the letter to the Philippian church. We learned how to deal with added stress in our life and what to do when our anxiety level starts to go up and up and up. We're not done learning. There are a few more points I want to make Concerning these few verses from Philippians chapter 4. I talked about some practical things that you can do to deal with anxiety. And do you remember them? They're all right here in the Bible passage. So I'm going to ask that you would read with me. And hopefully by the end of the message you'll have this passage memorized. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. If you can see that, please read along. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus so the goal is rejoicing god wants us to be happy how do we do that if you remember one every day be a thanksgiving day number two you remember make your will your rudder In other words, steer your life with reasonableness. And when you start to panic, stop to pray. Everything by prayer. And all this is motivated by the fact that the Lord is at hand. Now let me share with you a few more helpful insights I got from meditating on This passage, this last couple weeks. Number one, let your requests be made known to God. So when you fear what you don't want, you need to figure out what you do want. Often anxiety is two sides of the same coin when you think about it. I'm going to lose something I love... Or I'm going to get something I hate. Oftentimes, those go; those two things go together. It's kind of like a fear sandwich. On one hand, I don't want to get the COVID nineteen virus, so I'm afraid of getting what I don't want. The other half of the sandwich is I don't want to lose my close relationships and friends and loved ones. I don't want to lose them from sickness or because of isolation. Fear of losing something I love, I want to be healthy. And they said, I've got cancer. I'm losing what I love and I'm gaining what I hate. This is where anxiety gets, starts to rise quickly. So what are you going to do? Well, you've got some decisions to make when you fear what you don't want you got to figure out what you do want. Some of the greatest anxiety in life is around decision making. It's interesting at this time of the year, traditionally, and should be no different, just because of circumstances, we start to think about some decisions we might want to make. Think about how Some big decisions affect our life. The decision to get married. Or are we going to buy that house in that neighborhood? Are we going to take that job or are we going to quit the job we're in? Are we going to have a family? Am I going to get that degree or this degree? We make massive decisions, when you think about it, that are going to affect our lives... And those around us for generations to come. And oftentimes, people experience the heightened state of anxiety around decision making. Often, at the beginning of a new year, people think a little more about the future and what it holds, and they start to think about making some decisions that will get them to where they want to go. Decisions that will affect themselves and those around them for generations to come. Now maybe this past year you've had more time to think about what you want in life. And Paul says, make your requests known to God. Now some people will say, well that's easy, you just... You just need to do the will of God. And I I believe that. That's a great start. Let's do the will of God. But much of the will of God can be found in the word of God. Sometimes the easiest way to find the will of God is open up the word of God. And if it's not there directly, it's there in principle. However, there are other times when the Lord doesn't speak to you particularly about your dilemma. He doesn't say anything. Lord, what do you want me to do? Silence. Lord, just tell me. I'll do whatever you want. Silence. And those are moments when the enemy creeps in and will tell people, "Hmm, God doesn't really love you. Maybe God has abandoned you. Or worse still, maybe really there is no God. But I believe that when God isn't speaking, it's maybe because he's listening. Now you are the children of God. God is your father. If he has something he wants to tell you, he tells you. And if he doesn't, well, maybe he wants you to ask him. Right? Let your requests be made known to God. Search your heart. What do you want? Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires. Of your heart. Sometimes when we articulate our desires to the Lord, we realize that they're not very healthy. Sorry about that, God, that wasn't a very good ask. And this is where God doesn't command us like pets, He wants to raise us like children his children when you know what you don't want and it causes you anxiety figure out what you do want and ask the Lord let your request be made known to God I had a um, visit yesterday from a distraught very poor man I'm not going to say he was homeless, but he looked homeless. But I know that he lives in a hotel. He has stage four colon cancer. He's a vet. And um, he was very, very sick. And he came and stopped by the church and he wanted to talk. And he wanted to commit suicide. And I said, Why? What are you afraid of? And he said, I'm afraid of dying. And I asked him, Well, what do you want? Really? I didn't know what to say to him. Let your request be made known to God. So we did what children should do and we, we ran to our Heavenly Father and we prayed to Him for this man and his circumstances and his situation. Another practical thing to remember, you remove the spirit of fear by remembering the presence of God. The Lord is at hand don't be anxious the lord is at hand rejoice instead of being anxious because the lord is at hand that means he's with you he's right here the number one command in the bible is fear not why is that because god knows us better than we know ourselves and He knows we get frightened actually very easily. And fear is something we all struggle with. And with that fear comes anxiety and we all wrestle with that. And it's not just a Christian problem, it's a human problem. But every time the Bible says fear not, if you look really close around that passage, nearby it usually says in some form or fashion why we should not fear. Because the Lord is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. The Lord is present. Or the Lord is at hand. So when anxiety comes. Fear often comes with a spirit of fear. And a spirit of fear. Starts to get you to think that God's present. Is somehow absent. That there is no God in your circumstances. That there is no God in your future. And it starts to look well, dark or gloomy. And we start to falsely prophesy about our own future. And we predict a future that God hasn't prophesied. And we predict doom and gloom. And so when the spirit of fear comes, it seems rational and reasonable to us, but it's not because we remember the Christmas gospel we've heard so many times in the past couple weeks from John chapter 1 verse 9 the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world your future isn't dark in 1 John 4 verse 18 there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear and here's the point People who are afraid run, want to run from their problems. I was reminded of that yesterday. People who have faith, they run to the Lord. There's a big difference between running from your troubles and running to the Lord. The spirit of fear just wants you to run, period. The spirit of God wants you to run to him, If you will do that, your promise that the peace of God and the presence of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That is your positional status in the Lord. By virtue of your baptism, you are in Christ jesus sealed by his spirit and the word guard is literally a military term your heart remember that's your emotional life and your mind that is your mental life and you need a soldier on guard to protect that and that's the prince of peace he will guard your heart and your mind that ultimately you'll be protected Whatever you're facing in your present or fearing about your future, the Lord is at hand guarding you. It means you don't go alone. I'm not saying that you don't have problems and I'm not saying that but I, and I'm not saying they're going to be easy. But what I am saying is you don't go alone even if your situation is real and dangerous the lord goes with his children the lord is at hand now here's one of the biggest and the best things you can do as you enter into a new year so here's some homework for you and this is what i get from this bible passage you need to schedule a meeting with god I don't want you to be just stressed and anxious people and nothing changes. I don't want you to live as those who don't know God. I don't want you to just be driven by crisis after crisis and emotion and circumstances and running from God instead of running to God. And I don't want you to be self-medicating with things you feel you need to get through the day. I want you to know the peace that surpasses understanding, that only comes in the presence of God. You need to schedule a meeting with God. I know this has been a struggle for me. I should know better. I pray all the time to God. Something pops into my mind, I say a little prayer. I get news about someone who is ill or sick. I stop and say a little prayer. That's all good and fine. But I still need to schedule an appointment with God. Don't live your life in a fight or flight mode. Don't just know Philippians chapter 4, but do Philippians chapter 4. So if you're feeling stressed out, you need to schedule a meeting with the Lord. He's always ready. But here's the point. You need to be ready. These are the fears I need to bring to the Lord. These are the burdens I need to bring to the Lord. These are the requests I need to bring to the Lord. It might mean a little journaling. That means you've got to think about that for a while before you come to the throne of Almighty God with your requests. God is going to help you make decisions that when you think about it, they will will affect the rest of your life. But he wants to help you do that at the end of this year. So it's good for all of us to take time to be by ourselves, to give some thought, here is what I want for my new year in the presence of the Lord. This is what I want. And then, talk to God about it. So, with that then said, I ask if you would please join me in the reading together of this passage. May we remember To rejoice in the Lord always. Shall we? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.